always had a roof over your head and you know it's going to be there, it's really, frankly, I think impossible to relate to people who've had to be exposed to the elements. Just the struggle not to be exposed to the rain, the cold, sleep, what have you, that in itself is an all-consuming endeavor. I thankfully haven't had to deal with that for large chunks of my life. When I was 17 and 19, I had a taste of it, and I know that that's, uh, yeah, I wouldn't wish that experience on anybody. got me involved in Monster House and being homeless with my children. I was working two jobs and could not afford a place. Now, during a pandemic, it's more important than ever to do this work. Our families are already on the street, and now there's a chance for more homelessness. I want my children to know that their mother fought for them to have a roof over their head, fought for everybody's child to have a roof over their head, and will continue to do that. If we see a big building that looks expensive and it's empty, we take it. God, those communists are amazing. Welcome to the 805 Uncensored Podcast. Today is Saturday, June 12th, 2021. This is episode number 37. We got Taj, Bibby, and Daniel Wilson in the house. How you guys doing? Good, good. How are you? Good. Happy to be here, man. Yeah, it's awesome to have an in-person show yeah, finally. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it is. It's so nice. you guys have both been on the show before, but can you just talk a little bit about yourselves just for our listeners, just as a reminder? I'm uh, Taj Bibby. I'm a recording artist. I, you know, been doing music for a while and stuff, but I enjoy these kinds of conversations because it really brings light to the important things that we need to know locally that don't usually get talked about. So. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Daniel Wilson. Uh, I'm here because these guys are awesome and we have great conversations together trying to find solutions for our local area. Um, I'm going to be running for Congress in 2022 against Julia Brownlee. Um, so what's really important is having conversations with our local community and finding out what we need here on the ground floor. So happy to have this. Happy to be here for this. Awesome. Thanks, guys. So on today's episode of the show, we're going to be talking about the primary problems facing Ventura County and the primary solutions. So first of all, let's just talk about um, housing. Housing. Yeah, that's that's the one. God damn. California and its fucking housing problem. Yeah. So what are we what are you guys seeing out there in terms of housing in Ventura County? Taj, you recorded a video the other day where you talking about modern day colonization. Modern day colonization. Yes. So I feel like we, we not only have um, a housing problem, but we also have a lack of ownership problem. Mm. So um, not yeah, nobody can. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's impossible. It's like, impossible. Most people can't even afford the rent, let alone exactly. buy a fucking house. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I think that we have um a lack of people being able to buy homes in their hometown and, and where they're actually from, you know, but we have an abundance of people coming from other cities, buying properties that really didn't belong to them in the first place, which raises rents and, and prices for everything in that area and basically pushes the natives out. So I like to call it modern day colonization for that reason, because they're pushing the natives out and then the city is basically catering to the rich. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, 
yeah that's what i call it modern day colonization yeah I mean, that's I see, it i see your point daniel what do you think absolutely i mean it's not far off um there's a there's a problem where um the people who were born and raised in a town whether they want to stay here or not because of the constantly increasing cost of living they cannot afford to stay where they would want to stay and raise their kids where they grew up and so it's a forced migration almost based off of the constantly increasing cost of rent and then as our rent increases our wages stay the same they're stagnant we can't you can't save up to put a down payment on a house and yep. so that that's what trickles into or that's what ties into what you were talking about with the the lack of home ownership so rent prices keep going up our wages stay the same we can barely afford to pay rent and there's nothing left to put away you cannot buy a house without a down payment yeah so so what do you, what do we think are some of the best solutions for the housing crisis that we have so uh, no, if 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 nobody else wants to pop off, so I mean, um, we were discussing this a little bit earlier, but there's there's a couple ways that that we can go about it. First of all, is absolutely rent control. If if we yep. put a limit to, so there's different ways. So right now, there's technically currently a rent control, and yep. what it but what it does is it says that your landlord can only increase your rent by a certain percentage every year. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop them from maxing from you know from increasing it every year to where so if you live there in five years your rent will go up five six eight seven eight hundred dollars depending on so i believe it's ten percent they can't raise it more than ten percent of of the rent so if your rent's two thousand dollars they can't raise it more than two hundred dollars a year yeah so you know there is an argument that rent control already exists the problem is is that the if the wages aren't keeping up, it doesn't matter whether your rent's going up $50 yep. a year or $500 mm-hmm. a year, People can't pay the fucking your bills. income isn't changing. You exactly. can't, you can't. So I think a different type of rent control needs to be implemented. And so what I've been thinking about is a cap on the amount that a landlord, and so it would have to be different. So this is for houses, I guess, specifically, rather than like apartment complexes. My, my question, my suggestion is for landlords who own houses, that they should not be able to charge over a certain percentage of what their mortgage is. So say if their mortgage is $1,600, they shouldn't be able to charge an X percentage over that to where, is there anything over $1,600 is already a profit for them. Mm-hmm. So you're not you're not telling them that they can't make a profit off of it. You're but, just like cutting it off at a certain point. Well, like, and limiting it. So yeah. a certain percentage, so it, it can't be more than a certain percentage that can increase just like right now. You can, they can increase it every year because their mortgage is going to go up. Um, actually, no, mortgages, I guess it depends on whether it's fixed or not. So there's a lot of, there is a lot of details to work out. That's one thing that I would think is that if you, if you cap the ratio and the difference between their mortgage and the rent that they're allowed to charge, mm-hmm. I think that that would, that would sign me a lot of things. Question. Sure. How do you think we address the primary argument that people have against rent control, which is like, it goes against the free market system? Yeah. Um, I think that, I think it's, I think it's perfectly okay for somebody to have a place and have someone pay their mortgage plus a little sum, but not, not to the point where they're owning five properties, six properties and they're charging and they're making an extreme amount of profit revenue off just that. And they don't have to work. Like I I think to, to an extent, it's almost kind of embarrassing and a slap in the face to the locals that have grown up in those areas, you know? And um, so in my opinion, I think it's, 
I think it's okay for people to own something and make a little profit off of it. That, that should happen. I mean, that's just like anything. It's like, if you own a car, right. And you're paying your car, you know, note, and then you're like, you know what, I'm gonna put it on Toro and you have the ability to do that. And you put your shit on Toro and you have someone pay a couple of your car notes. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. That's just me though. So there's no, there's no problem with somebody having a business as, as yeah. a landlord or real estate where they do that. The problem is when it gets out of control and it gets out of, Hey, this is, you know, paying for my mortgage plus a yeah. little bit to where it's, it's exploitative to where, you know, that the person living in that home can Can't no longer afford it. Afford it. Yeah. So you're going to keep raising the rent I don't agree with that. until you can get somebody in there that. that can. I don't agree with that. Yeah. And so that's the that's, problem yeah. is there, there needs to be some kind of protections mm. for, for the renters. There's not, yeah. There's not nearly enough protections for renters as opposed to landlords. Yeah. So there yeah. is a push for that right now. Actually, good, there's good. a group, there's a group. I was actually on a call with them yesterday um, it's they're they're doing a push for a national tenants bill of rights yeah okay so what does that entail control right. oh so i looked at, i got i got to the tenant saying the reason yeah. i couldn't find anything it hasn't been written yet it's their call for one was the call that i was on yesterday is they're demanding that we need a tenants bill of rights <laughs> so stay tuned tenants bill of rights to be determined that's like almost like what's going on with uh the the renter uh with the pandemic assistance mm -hmm. yeah so that probably sparked a lot of shit which is good you know that needed to happen what do you right. think is going to happen when all that relief goes away i feel like there's going to be a huge crash in the market and i think not just the market but in housing i think and, we're in and, a bubble yeah we're gonna burst it, I, I don't i like it's gonna happen it happened in 2007 and 8 9 it's gonna happen again it's, it's only inevitable but how bad it's going to be this time i don't know you know but if it does go all the way down like to the point where the stock market just drops all the way then you know we got some uh, good prices on stocks so we'll just stock up on you know what i mean and wait for that to go back up you know <laughs> well whatever happens we know the rich are going to be fine yeah exactly <clears throat> that's that's true after yeah. the first um after the first housing crisis in 2008 and then after an even worse economic downturn with covid yeah Got all that, the bailouts, um, billionaires, PPP loans, much wealthier that. than they were before the pandemic. And then also, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, Darden, the, the people that own Yard House and, and all Olive Garden and all them, they took advantage of those PPP loans when there was no restrictions on who can get it and who couldn't. The first those round, were so the first poorly round. regulated. Yeah, it was terrible. There Anybody were, could yeah, get it. Yeah, there were all kinds of just bullshit businesses that mm -hmm. received like thousands, yep. if not millions of dollars. Yep. Yep. Did you have you did you guys hear about any of those stories? Yeah, oh plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about just yeah. like full on just phony businesses. Did yeah. You, were you able to pull up anything on that, Daniel? Working on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was yeah, it was terrible. I mean, a lot of little businesses couldn't even get it because they were so flooded with like applications. And so all of these like little businesses that really needed that money, you know, they went under. I mean, my my uncle's from Long Beach and he saw a, like a grip of just little local restaurants and, and places that were just barely staying just, open well, just before imagine how went much, down. Just imagine yeah. how much better we could have handled this crisis if we actually gave people money to stay home. Yeah. If they like, did the $2,000 a month, everything would have been fine. Nothing would, none of this would have went out of control. That's what I don't was, understand. No, we Why like, the we, fuck yeah, did we, they we not do that? COVID in its yeah. tracks after like two months and then gotten the economy back going. Yeah, I, I, that's why I don't understand why they didn't just do that in the first place. Like, 
all of this money for extra shit. It's they like, okay. Did. They just wanted to sniff the yeah, workers. They, they did unemployment. Then they did PPP. Then they did, uh, what was the other one? The, um, well, obviously the stimulus, but there was another uh, grant system that they were doing. They were doing like five different grant systems instead of just being like, okay, everybody gets $2,000 a month. That's including business owners, unemployed, employed, whatever. Yeah, we're just like the government just just tells everybody straight up, look, we're going to give you back your tax dollars. You know how much money they would have saved though? I mean, like think about how much they got ripped off from all of these things. Like a mil- like 2 million, some people got like $2 million from these PPPs well, think about all- on some criminal shit. Think- and it's like, think about all the people that, that really just needed that money mm-hmm. that were like, yo, like, fuck, like I'm barely staying fucking afloat. And I, I'm applying, but I'm not getting anywhere because they're over flooded with all of these applications from just bullshit. Or think about just like the, the chain reaction that that caused. Yeah. Just um, people having to work like when they're positive for COVID, they're infecting their other coworkers. And it's just, it brings down productivity yeah. for everyone. It's exactly. just, it's, it was a horrible system. And I firmly believe that they just wanted, they didn't give a fuck about the workers. They like, didn't. They, never they didn't. They, yeah. And they just wanted to stiff us. Nope. That's it. They they just wanted us to be, to be like, hey, like, yeah, yeah. Some people will survive. Like they looked at it as like social Darwinism, you know, like survival of the fittest. Okay. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that means, but yeah, the Darwinism thing. I was like, <laughs> but but yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. It was like at first it was gonna be like fuck everybody. You know what I mean? We're gonna bail out the airlines. And then we're going to bail out all these big restaurant corporations. Cruise, cruise liners. McDonald's. We're going to bail out McDonald's because they need it. Really? That's what it was first. And then Wall you, Street. you, yeah, but then you had a lot of people like um, a lot of progressives that were starting to fight and they were already having their name out there. Like uh, Bernie Sanders, AOC, these people started speaking up because they were like, bro, what the fuck? You know, you yeah, I can do this. And then what about these people? The, 50% of America was unemployed. The economic the populace left. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. But at the same time, that's about as left as it's going to get. I mean, we, in our lifetime. Oh, yeah. For and, now. And, and you know? For sure. For, <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll clarify mean, right now. I have yeah. my problems with Bernie Sanders, yeah, yeah, AOC, yeah. and all of them. But yeah, they're yeah. our fucking best chance. Yeah. Like, absolutely, they're our best chance in government yeah. to get our agenda passed. Yeah. Until we have Until independence. Until <laughs> so you know, we have independence right Yeah, now. yeah. But, you know, like, in our lifetime, like, you know, no, we'll, we'll be long even, I don't even necessarily want to commit to that. That sounds, no, pretty, that sounds I think, pretty defeatist. I think our generation is going to change it. I think that our generation is going to. But what I think all these dinosaurs are going to die. And but AOC, but AOC, Yang, uh, Bernie, like they they believe in like shit like the UBI and and, and all right. that renter control. And but they're hamstrung by being a member, by Democrats. being part of the Democratic Party. And all those so people I see, wrong. yeah, and all those yeah. people as time goes by, yeah. I actually see them moving further right. And I see them yeah. like more, With, more co- coerced in that corporate agenda. Because there's nobody pulling them left. There's, there's, a, there's a phenomenon going on. It's, it's, it's my header on Twitter right now. It's the ratchet effect. So the Republicans keep turning us farther and farther to the right and the Democrats are there preventing us from moving farther left. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing pulling us left. We need to have something that's going to lift up that ratchet and let the pinwheel swing back the other way. And so I think the only way to do that is breaking the duopoly. We need independent third-party candidates mm-hmm. to run who are not, because you're right, AOC, Bernie Sanders, they, they support these things. They're the, the best we've got 
thus far. But they're hamstrung by the Republicans. Absolutely. The Nancy Pelosi the shuts them down voters. all the time. The right. fact that the Republicans are still competitive in the election cycle. If we make it so like yeah. we eradicate the Republican Party to where they get like less than 40% of the fucking vote yeah. every time. Like, dude, we're not going to have to be like, oh, well, we got to be moderate. We got to be yeah. centrist. Like, dude, we're, we're going to be able to be populist left because we're going to be able to bring in those voters. Yeah. Good news I, is Trump's torpedoing the GOP yeah. all by himself. We're not gonna have so to, we just have to watch it. For we're not yeah, going to have to appeal to yeah, moderate. The way things are now, it, it, it's like everyone knows what's going on with the right. Like, yeah. I, I honestly think that the way everything has happened throughout the pandemic and they saw, everyone saw like right there on everywhere, not just like on every news station, every single meme, every, like everybody saw mm-hmm. what the right is really about now. You know, like there was a time when the insurrection the, the was right, a mask off moment oh yeah exactly that too not just yeah that that's yeah. that was a big thing but but not just that i mean let's go back to like the oh, beginning yeah. when yeah, he yeah. when when mitch mcconnell stood up there and said why would we want to give the people money for what reason mm-hmm. so they don't go back to work like twelve hundred dollars and i'm gonna stay home for twelve hundred dollars i think we joked about like, that yeah was, and it's I'm, like, like, I'm like thank, I, like, I'm like thank god i can just retire now yeah <laughs> like i got a retirement fund now i don't need to go back to work like <laughs> people don't even understand how much a banana costs they should not be, yeah they should not be running exactly so the, he, he's been in power too long same thing with nancy pelosi same thing with a lot of these people that are left and right they're, they've been they're in power left. too let's long. Let's talk about term limits. Let's, yeah, let's that's that. what I think. I, yeah, we, okay, yeah, we got kind of off topic. Totally but, off yeah. topic. But no, no yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the, the solution okay. to we'll, that. We'll and, circle it. Because we'll it, it, it all, it all, it all sure. ties. It all ties in. It, well, all ties it in. absolutely ties in because without term limits, there's no there's no change. And so what, what happens is that these people are, they've been in office and they're so far disconnected from the populace that they really, they don't understand how much groceries cost. Yeah. They don't understand how much it costs to live. You give us $1,200 dollars our rent's two thousand that's not even gonna last a month yeah, yeah they, like yeah. i don't i that's don't understand really good point too is they didn't like they didn't take geography into it no. at all no like, no cost of living per place yeah right. exactly they right. didn't think of, just whatever we'll there just get everybody the same amount of money they could have they should have done a they should have done a cola bump yeah. for 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 certain areas san francisco la new york there's there's places they did them at where like for every dollar that they got in the of, of the twelve hundred dollars that they got in, like say, like in Georgia, it's like twenty five cents or fifty cents here in California, like the equivalent yeah. of what we could what we could yeah. spend with the same amount of information or with the same amount of money. Um, but so no term limits are huge. So the problem is so they're so disconnected and they keep doing and they 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 don't know how to interact with us and so they but they their whole thing is now just holding on to power and continuing to get reelected just get reelected just get reelected i've got a legacy i've got this they've got they've got all their plans and none of them include serving or supporting the people if we have term limits it will force them out and also it'll free up the seat because now the only way to free up a seat most times is to challenge an incumbent if we had term limits you would have a guaranteed endpoint for every person that served um, so I think that in both the Senate, Congress, all, all, all things, I don't think that we should have lifetime appointments to anything. And I don't think you should be able to continuously get elected. If they saw the need to limit the amount of times a president can run for office and serve, why is Senate and Congress any different? I agree with that. But I also think that, you know what, I, I think that people should be able to stay in, but they need to start doing checkups on these people. Like, okay, That's what have too. you done to serve to serve your community. 
what have you done to make a difference in your community? Have you done this and done that? Because all these people represent different like communities, right. you know what I mean? In, in different like parts of the United States. Yeah. So it's like, what have you done in your spot that's made it that's made it better? Right. Yeah, like it's really interesting. And like, then if like you Nancy if, Pelosi, if there's for nothing, example, we were just talking bye. about her. Yeah. Like she's known for um, refusing to take questions from her constituents, particularly from her left wing critics. And she won't do a debate either. Yeah. But people, but neoliberals in San Francisco just keep on voting her in. Yeah. So, and that's that's where the problem is. So there, there is a check-in that's supposed to happen on their performance. It's supposed to be when we vote. But it, it has to go both ways. But they have the it option. It has to come from to the public out. and the politician. Yeah. Huh? Not from a vote. I'm talking about getting reelected. That's that's yeah. our chance to tell them that they haven't yeah. Yeah, been yeah, supporting yeah. us. So and has, that's where the voting populace, oh, we have to step up. So, cause that, that's what, that would, I, that's their report card. If they've done a bad job, we shouldn't keep reelecting them. But see, that's the thing is the reason why they keep getting reelected is because they're so good at just covering things up and oh, flower talking. And it's like, so people are like, oh, cause all they see people work every day. They come home, they see the TV and, and then so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that, mm -hmm. but they don't ever hear it direct from their mouth. You know what right. I mean? And they don't ever really see their actions yeah. direct right in front of you. So it's like, they don't really think like that. Like, oh, like uh, this person's bad because this happened. They don't know, like the whole, like the, the bill that was drafted in the uh, middle of the pandemic, I bet nobody really knew that Nancy Pelosi turned down like four bills right. in the middle of the pandemic that right. should have been passed. <laughs> That's right. right. No, but so, nobody sees that. So I think they don't that see it. You're you're absolutely right, and so that's part of the the the, the voting populace. We need to take more responsibility for mm -hmm. who's in office, and I think that the pandemic has forever changed our country as far as you cannot put the genie back in the bottle. Yeah, we know too much now. We've too many people had time off work right yeah. whether they were unemployed laid off working from home mm -hmm. we now had the time to sit and say sit and watch is it what did that senator say i'm gonna i'm gonna google this i'm gonna yeah. look it up i'm gonna do my research i'm gonna find out what are my constitutional rights what are these people expected and so and you factor in the george floyd protest too as well so there's 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 <coughs> i think that what you're describing is absolutely accurate. Yeah. I think that there is a huge shift happening right now and it's going to be amazing on the other side. Yeah. We're all waking up. So what we have to do as individual people is hold our fellow citizens to account, encourage them to vote. We need to normalize, encourage, we need to find out how to make voting sexy again. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what, yeah, but, yeah. you know, I, I believe that for sure. Cause that's where it starts. Absolutely. And it starts Taking with people like you, back. you know, local, fucking government right. you know and then it goes up absolutely so it's like you become mitch mcconnell and you're definitely gonna have a different like whole different map of fucking shit that you want to do for absolutely. people you know what i mean and that that's where it goes it, it starts down and then goes up i think another thing too is we have to get the right candidates in yes so like we yeah. can't we can't just be satisfied with okay like the, we'll get a democrat in there that could be a republican no more we have to get blue, a, no, yeah, no more neoliberal fucking yeah blue down the line yeah Values have to matter. Vote your values. Be, you have to vote your values. You have yes. to be good on the issues. Right now, Joe. Yeah, definitely. We're so, tired of your platitudes. We want policy. We want we want action.
CGI would definitely ultimately just change everybody's life, not only in renting, but in ownership too. Because at that point, you would be able to own absolutely a property. You know what I mean? Yep. So um, how that would happen, I don't know. That would have to be up to this guy right here. <laughs> but like, I, I, I do feel like that everything is so expensive and the, the, the taxes are so high in Ventura and Oxnard that there's a way to do it. It's just got to figure out where the taxes go. It's, it's, and to be honest, I've had this discussion with a lot of people recently. The majority of our problems isn't how are we going to pay for it, no matter how much people like saying that. We already spend the money. It's we need a more appropriate allocation of resources. We have the money to do these things. The money is there. The taxes are there. Can They're you, being paid. You know what, can you break down what a, a UBI is, a universal basic income? Because like, I, I think so, you should break that down so people that don't know sure what the fuck a ubi is so so we basically talks about it a lot it's, yeah. probably, it's probably important yeah yeah so so a ubi is basically it's it stands for a universal basic income and with the universal basic income what that would mean is just like the stimulus checks that we got at different times just like right now what they're pushing with the child the child tax credit where parents are being given 300 dollars a month which is phenomenal to make sure that they can get more food for their kids buy them clothes pay pay bills, pay for childcare, whatever it is. So our government is already seeing a need to provide money for people because our our incomes are not covering the ex the base expenses to live. And I'm not talking about even going out to the movies, having a night out on the town, being able to have any entertainment. I'm talking about rent, food, gas, utilities, the basics that you need to survive. Our income is not covering that and it's our, our health and our children that are really suffering from it. And so I'm glad that they see a need for the $300 a month child tax credit. However, it shouldn't just be for a year. That's not gonna cut child poverty in half. No. That is a gross mis exaggeration of what that is going to do. It is gonna be huge, but doing it for a year isn't enough. You're going to get these parents to where, you know maybe they'll be able to pay off a few bills. Maybe they'll be able to take care of some things, but childcare is still gonna be there. Right, that person's gonna have to go back to work. Their childcare is still gonna be. That's there. one of the biggest issues in Ventura County that I actually found was a lack of affordability for childcare. Absolutely. Mm. So the UBI helps with a number of things. So right now, if you have rent and a, and childcare to pay for, that's gonna cost you at least three thousand dollars a month. Oh yeah. Minimum. That's just rent and childcare. That's not including your car payment, your your food your gas and any, any diapers, car formula, Yo, car health insurance, insurance, health insurance, because you're probably working at a job that doesn't offer you health insurance mm -hmm. because there aren't enough of those. And anymore. you're making too much for health insurance. For you're health making system. too much to qualify for Medicare for all, or for, for, for Medi-Cal, which is wonderful system in California. Medi-Cal in California is actually a phenomenal system. If you can qualify for it. Here's another problem that we have our poverty, the, the, the definition of poverty in this country has not been updated mm. since the 1950s. We are still working Ooh. off of a metric I did not that, that says that it, that uh, I need to have all these prepared next time. Um, <laughs> we are working off a metric that says that you can survive on as a single person, I believe it's like $17,000 a month. Or a year, $17,000 a year. Yeah, 17 grand a month is a lot. Yeah, 17 grand a month is a lot, <laughs> yeah. sorry. 
So, and so their, their, their barometer for what indicates whether you are above or below the poverty scale is grossly outdated and inadequate. They won't increase, they won't update it because it would put our numbers through the roof and they would have to deal with the facts wow. and face the reality wow. that our country is more impoverished that they will acknowledge. The world's wealthiest and most powerful country on earth is impoverished. Yeah, that's, that's what they did with the unemployment numbers and during the pandemic. When they put it out, they were like, okay, what's going to happen is we're going to have a V-shaped recovery. <laughs> so, I, I'll never forget that shit. I was like, are you, is this guy high? Like, for real? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And like, I can't remember what the guy's name yeah. was, but he's like, uh, he was like, Cudlow, Ludlow, yeah, Cudlow. Gary Cudlow, Larry, that Larry, dude. Larry yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, he yeah. was like a fucking Reaganomics. Yeah. And he kept saying, he's still saying that. He just said it a week ago. He's like, I think we're seeing progress in the V shaped recovery. What we, that, I think last and, month we had like 200,000 jobs. It, bro, we're this, supposed to add over a million. If this isn't the most M shaped recovery I've ever seen, then <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is. You. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so they they forged those fucking unemployment numbers because they weren't really taking in account to people, yeah, the yeah. people that that were discouraged from looking for work, and the people that just said, "Fuck, man, I can't even find work because of the fact that um, everything was shutting down." So Absolutely. it what they said, oh, thirty five percent, then it went to forty, but they capped it off at forty. But realistically, it was more like fifty five percent of mm -hmm. America was unemployed at that time. And they didn't want to say it because if they said that the rest of the world would look at us and be like, damn, you guys suck. Because yeah. I mean, what did they do for the unemployed? I mean, yeah, they gave the 600 boosts for like, what, like, was it three, was it four months? Something like that. And that was it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the unemployment. Yeah. Boost. yeah. And then, and then after that, and then, and then the stimulus checks and the uh, um, PPPs, but all of that, what, what, what else did they do? for the you know what i yeah, mean and, then, and and all of that was 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 good but there was so much um what, what what's that word that i'm looking for uh not that fucking what the fuck fraud fraud there was so much fraud with it that they couldn't even really like pay people out a lot of people didn't even get a lot of unemployed people that were on the unemployment mm -hmm. they didn't even get the boost because of all the fraud that happened millions of dollars in fraud and here's another thing if we just had a system that every citizen had a bank account through the post office, they would have been able to pay them. Like if, if the IRS, if everybody had a bank account, the IRS could have just immediately deposited that money in there. Mm -hmm. No question. People don't have to apply for it. You don't have to look for anything. It's just there. Um, and it was proposed decades ago as a system to make sure that everybody, you know, that the government can provide for you when, when in a time of crisis, in a time mm -hmm. of emergency to be able to get, resources to their people. That's why the, they ran the telegraph lines. That's why they ran all the phone lines because communication and being able to get things to your people is absolutely necessary, especially in a time of crisis. And there shouldn't have been so much fraud. There shouldn't have been all this IRA, all, all of the issues that happened. Um, now, granted, this is this is a process and a system that we've never seen and had to have experienced before. Yeah, that that's the fair, but like in their defense, but the, the technology Nobody. is there. We should have been <laughs> able knew. to handle that. Yeah. America better. was actually but ranked the most prepared country on earth to handle a pandemic prior to COVID. Which was bullshit. But prior to Trump. But um, the if they would have just listened to Bernie and they would have just gone <laughs> straight through the IRS instead of going through 
all of everyone's local like edd and all of the Bro, like we can say if they would have just listened to bernie with so many things yeah yeah no 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 for sure but i mean like just in that situation yeah yeah we had a whole podcast about that absolutely yeah everybody would have been like fine nobody would have been bitching or complaining it's like Okay, but, and then the other thing yeah. too, uh, I wanted to circle it back with healthcare yeah. and the pandemic too is, dude, so in our country, your healthcare is tied to um, your ability to work. Mm-hmm. So we have millions of people that lose their jobs and then instantly lose their healthcare in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, I think that's crazy. Our, our country yeah. really, really fucking thought that through. I think we just need free healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> I think, <laughs> Let's I think talk that just, about that. I think we just need that. And I think everything would be fine. We need universal health care in this across this country. Absolutely across this country. I found uh, out um But what do you feel? Okay, like I'm not like questioning that because I do think that that's a good idea. Like just the idea of it sounds amazing, but what do you think would happen if things became more low budget in the sense that our government didn't want to give um as much money for healthcare? Here's the awesome thing. Like, if like, you we already if, paid the most. Well, if you if you put everybody on the same health care, mm-hmm. they're not gonna let you vote it down ever again. Once you have health care that is covered like that, yeah, we're not going to vote for somebody who's going to tell who's gonna run on reducing our health care. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Once we've gotten we it, have to set the standard. You, yeah. Exactly. And that's that's a oh my God. When we go to the states rights versus federal issue, that's a huge thing. That's the a federal point. government has a right to set the standard and then the states have the ability to go above and beyond. I am absolutely 100 percent respect states' rights. However, the federal government has failed and its responsibility to set the standard. The yeah. fact that the federal minimum wage is 725 is disgusting. But do you all know, as people living in California, a lot of people don't understand this, it is still legal to pay people $2.75 an hour if you work a tipped job. Oh yeah, I was a bartender. Yeah. yeah, I definitely know about that. So you know, so um, I've, I've had to tell people about yeah, that, 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 I made two, that I made $2.75 an hour. Yeah. Out here in California, they make $12 an hour. They make the minimum wage plus tips yeah but out, back on the east coast and in the, especially in the south so where are you from that you were paid that where'd you bartend ventura yeah really oh yeah well That's not hella illegal. so so california's supposed to pay you the minimum wage well no so here's the thing um oh no 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 i was working in malibu i was working at uh paradise cove so basically every time i got my check um, because of my tips, because I claimed my tips, mm-hmm. you know, you're supposed to claim your tips. You don't have to, but we had to over there because they saw like all their tips and transactions and shit. So I claimed my tips and then I got like, let's just say like I had a $700, $800 check, whatever. Um, it got reduced 200, 300, 400. So you end up getting checks that say void. I've actually yeah. gotten checks that say void because my tips were so high that it taxed yeah. my entire income off of that. Yeah. So the federal government has failed to maintain a livable standard. It's, it's failed to set a, a livable yeah. standard. Once, once we are on the same health care as our congressional representatives, they won't ever want to decrease it either. Yeah. And they're not better than us. We should all have the same health care. Yeah, our leaders have free health care. Our yeah, members of Congress, they have, they have no government <laughs> provided health care. They have oh, no yeah. problem with socialism. Yeah, well, yeah. they're always shitting on socialism and socialized medicine. 
they have no problem with being that's, provided. That's that's insane. Yeah, we should about. be shouting that all the time. I think. Yeah. That's I don't know why we. I don't know why that hasn't been. I think we need to make yeah. that point more often. Yeah. Other than just like morally, everybody should have health care. Our fuck the people that write the laws have free health care. Yep. And are actively arguing against it while we're paying their salary. Yeah. UBI would be money from the government to the citizen every month um, that would enable them to pay their rent, their child care, their things so that their actual income would then be enough to um, start putting money away, pay all the rest of their bills. So basically what we're, we're coming to a breaking point where our government either needs to mandate a higher federal living wage yeah. or provide a UBI. We cannot go forward without one of those two things happening because they are not regulating the cost of anything else because they let the free market run it, but they won't let the free market dictate our, our wages. For the record, um, also, there was a study done about raising the federal minimum wage, and it would actually impoverish more people than it would help. There would be about 900,000 people that would um, like actually benefit from it. And then there's 1.2 million people that would actually not have jobs because of it. So the UBI. I better read the study. There's a there, no, no, yeah, no, no. Look it up right now. I, I'm telling you, it's a real study. So yeah. there's a, there's a there's a misperception being pushed with the job loss. There are a lot of jobs that would be lost. The reason for that though isn't because people would be laid off. It's because they would no longer need to work two and three jobs. So the numbers on that, on, I don't know about that study specifically, but that is something that has been being used as like a red herring as a way to detract people from yeah. it saying, this is going to lose 50 million jobs. Well, if that's because 25 million people had to stop working two jobs, that's yeah. okay. That's a great see, I, I see, I see that as a good thing. Yeah. So, so we need, we need to dig yeah, into those facts and find out. The argument. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is, so why are those jobs being lost? Is it because people truly can't afford to pay them yeah. or because they no longer had to work two jobs because now their one job is mm -hmm. enough. But let, let me ask you this. Sure. What would you, what would you rather have or see happen? Would you rather see the minimum wage go up or would you rather see a UBI put in place? I would rather see whichever one is more feasible to whichever, whichever one is more feasible to pass. We need I both. know. Well, we have yeah, to have one I, or the I other. see, but we do need both. But well, I mean, you had to pick in a perfect world, we would have both. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, I you have to have both. You, you, yeah, so there's, there's two I problems. think that too. But so I would think pushing for a federal for a federal minimum wage increase would be the start. The problem with the UBI is same question we're running into with Medicare for all is how are you going to pay for it? Yeah. Easy. So, so right now I'm more pushing I for mean, Medicare for all. Yeah. And I think that corporations who are making billions of dollars in profits can handle paying an increased minimum wage. Now the small businesses are the ones that would in, in theory, that is the main argument is that it would destroy small businesses in addition to the job loss. But not the problem UBI. is that not though, not, not UBI, I'm talking about raising the minimum oh, wage. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. not even true. Exactly. It's yeah. not even true. That's another false argument. There are so many companies or so many small businesses right now with this whole people not going back to work because yeah. they're not offering us good wages. The only small businesses that are thriving are the ones that have increased their wages 
one gentleman raised his wages to $15 an hour and in less than a week had like a thousand applications. So let me ask, let me ask this. I, I just, cause I, I mean, with also, this whole minimum wage Medicare thing. Medicare for all would help them. Go ahead. Yeah, definitely. But uh, when it comes to the whole uh, raising the federal, federal minimum wage to 15, I still like, I've done my research and I saw what I saw, mm -hmm. but I also want to know, okay, like, let's say, um, you, you like in my eyes, I would say, okay, you'd have like eight people that you work that are, that are employees for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And don't like do mass hiring. Like my idea is like, man, stop mass hiring, fucking have like eight, nine, 10 down ass employees that are going to work like different shifts for you. You know what I mean? And keep them on full time and have fucking healthcare for them. Right. But that's, here, that's why they don't go ahead though. What were you going to say? Is that they can't they 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 won't work them full hours because they then the healthcare are because to of the healthcare. healthcare yeah yeah so you're you're right yeah. that should happen but here's the other thing is wouldn't that prevent more people from being able to get hired at that one place because there's so many people because they already have the amount of people they want like that's my argument and I'm not I'm no. not I'm not against it no. I'm not against the the raising the federal minimum wage. I'm just saying, wouldn't that prevent more employees being able to work there? No, I don't think so. So, cause what you're saying is, so they would have, it would reduce turnover if, if they paid them, if they were able to work them full hours at a living wage and they had healthcare. Cause here's the thing, here's, here's one great way to help small businesses yeah. afford to pay them a higher wage is if they no longer have to worry about healthcare. Mm -hmm. You can hire less employees at a higher wage, higher uh, and more hours so yeah. that those employees are provided for. The reason it won't deter people from hiring more people is because there's always going to be turnover. People are going to leave to go to school. They're going to get a different job. They're going to move up in their life. Things are going to change. People yeah. move out of the state. There's a lot of reasons that there's still going to be organic turnover. The problem we have now is we have hyper turnover where corporations run you into the ground, mm -hmm. toss you aside like a bag of garbage and hire somebody else. And they don't care about you because they know that there's another person. I believe that. In. I believe so that 100%. Yeah. So you're not wrong that it would limit the number of people that employ that the corporation, the, the companies and, and small businesses are hiring. But I think <coughs> that that's a good thing because people would have more stability. I was talking about small businesses. Small I businesses? wasn't, yeah, I wasn't talking so, about like big corporations because right. there's no excuse why they're not getting <laughs> full-time and fucking, and also right. uh, free health, their healthcare and shit like that. That's there's, just exploitation. Yeah, exactly. There's so the, no the, reason for that. We'll give you the, 39 and a half. Hours yeah. Like that's bullshit. No, <laughs> so, if you're, have like 20 stores and you are only giving your people 39 hours fuck you right that's bullshit absolutely yeah and so so here's something that that there, there's a couple things that can be done with that so the small businesses are actually seeing right now so everybody's terrified them that they can't afford to raise their wages but as soon as they raise their wages like i said right now we have small businesses that have um, applications flooding their inbox because they have offered a higher wage. And so now they have workers that they can rely on are going to show up and work hard every day because they're being paid a good living. Yeah. And so I, 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 the number of people. And so here's the other thing, how many jobs, how many businesses were closed during the pandemic? I don't think that those people are never going to be able to find work. I think that we're going to have a lot more entrepreneurs we're going to have a lot more people going to business for themselves that's also yeah. what's happening oh right yeah now. yeah no for sure that's so i think yeah. it would actually 
So yes, it might for a moment. Yeah, people are like, fuck this. I'm not staying in an office. Yes. Right. Yeah, I, I couldn't work in an office a, one day. I, I couldn't cubicle. do that. Yeah, right. I could not do that. I don't need to be on a hamster wheel. Yeah, exactly. So there is going to be some slowdown on turnover. And you're right. Certain businesses, they're, they're not, you know, whereas maybe they hire two people a month, they're only going to hire one every six months. What that's going to do, though, is push and create other opportunities in other places. I think that businesses, like, I, I haven't driven around around this specific area much, but I know right around my house, there are at least 10 building spaces that are vacant. Yeah. That used to be businesses. Mm -hmm. So these people who are resorting to, because they had to close their business, are resorting to being a wage slave for somebody else. We're paying them more money. There's more opportunities. I think that it would actually increase more small businesses and, and community investment. So it was, um, but it's all on what we do with it. No, can't, we, can't, yeah. we can't guarantee. So I have to, so I do have to say that Ventura and Oxnard both are, are both cities um, that are ran on tourism. Yes. I mean, without that. Well, Oxnard less, but Oxnard Ventura, less. Ventura for sure. But definitely Ventura. But that's what they're ran on. If it, mm -hmm. if it wasn't for that, it wouldn't be shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just face it. And I mean, yeah, Ventura has been gentrified over the past 10 years. We'll get to that later. Yes. But um, at the same time, it's like they're ran on small business. These are cities that are ran on small business. Ventura and Oxnard both. Bottom line, tourism or not, Ventura and Oxnard are both ran on small businesses. And the small if, businesses are and, being crushed right now. And, right? and they're getting crushed. And they're also being told that if you have to pay your employees more, that you're going to go under just like you were saying. Right. So what I'm trying to say is if people are like coming out of high school, right. And they're needing to get a job and all of these little local businesses are completely full with the people that they need. And yeah, sure. People eventually leave and you'll have your, but I mean, people will become content with where they're at if they're making 15. And I'm not saying it's not, a, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because I think it's a good thing. People should be content at their job. People should be happy but people will become content to the point where it's like, yeah, like I'm here and I love this job and more people will stay at their job, which is good. That's not a bad thing mm -hmm. again. But what I'm also saying is there's going to be people that are going to come that aren't going to be able to get hired because of all these people that are content with where they're, where they're at. Does yeah. that make sense? It does. But I think that that's uh, there, there's two things with that. One is, you know, the, if, just a life philosophy when one door closes another door opens there, there's there's just because one place isn't hiring for them doesn't mean another is not going to be yeah and then also the the level of complacency and not moving on i mean we already have that there are people that you know that go that stay in their job because it's easy they make just enough money to live and they've got no ambition yeah so that's just going to depend on the so person actually, because i disagree if, i think even if, if i'm making 15 dollars an hour if i have goals yeah, yeah i'm yeah. going to keep moving on yeah. i think if that's, you're making a living wage and you're feeling good about the work that you're doing you're yeah. going to want to be motivated to advance in your career exactly i feel that too but i also do think there will be some degree of complacency complacency for maybe not be. forever obviously not forever but for a certain amount of time that might but be longer than the motivation it is now. factor though like, yeah the system we have in place now like there that's not no that's demoralizing right versus it is yeah it is if we were to adjust into something yeah. like that where you're actually making a living wage and you're you looking can forward advance to and you're looking to yeah you're looking forward to your job and you're feeling good about what you're doing here's the other thing that i just realized is a major point when, and this is what I don't understand why everybody's so against it. Corporations, every 
everybody in the country will benefit if we raise the minimum wage because when people have money, they spend it. We especially have, us, especially us, economy, yeah. especially the poor. So yeah. even for small businesses, people who are being paid more money are more likely going to come into your business and shop. Yeah. No, so I think thinks, I know they're like, I'm oh, not they're against just the same. minimum wage. Yeah. Let's right. get that straight. I'm not, I oh, just, sure. I'm asking the difficult questions yeah, yeah, yeah. that sure. need You're to be asked because, sure. because it's like that way people that are listening know right. that like, oh, I see how that got knocked down or how that, but like at the same time, from what I've seen, that's what it seems like. So you're not against federal minimum wage. You're just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, exactly. Some difficult exactly. Questions, which is good. No, that that's how we that's how we work through all of these things. Is is trying to figure as is we got to debunk these things before we go make this argument. Exactly. So that we've worked out all the kinks. No, for sure. Um, but yeah, a, a major thing that a lot of people don't think about is is when you've got more, when people have more money, we spend it. Especially us poor's. When, when when we get when we get an extra fifty bucks on our to. paycheck, we're yeah. like, oh. I'm going out to dinner tonight, right? Yeah. Yes, we pay our bills. We do that. I don't give, stop telling us to stop eating avocado toast. We deserve to eat avocado toast. <laughs> the thing is, when you have more money, yeah. when you have when you're when you're bringing in more money, you're going to spend it. You're going to go out and do things. You're going to buy more groceries. You're going to do more things that are going to help those small businesses. When because that's what happened every time. Every every time we got a stimulus businesses boomed yeah. for a good couple of weeks, right? Yeah. At least because people were out doing things, even though we might have died. That's how much we like spending money. Like yeah. even though we might have died to go out during the pandemic, we, we still, still went, went out, out and spent money. Yeah. What do you guys think about Biden's um, whole home ownership, the $15,000 that you could get as soon as you want to buy a home? What Please. do you think about that? I have not heard about that. You haven't? Mm-mm. Oh, so it's a bill that he's drafting up. But supposedly, if you're a first-time home buyer, you get fifteen thousand dollars down on your first home that you're buying. Biden's fifteen k first-time home buyer tax credit now a bill. Um, it's been introduced targeting low and middle-income earners. It was uh, April twenty-sixth. President Joe Biden called for a first-time home buyer fifteen thousand dollar tax credit, and Congress has answered his call. Blumenthal and Panetta, Panetta today announced a first-time homebuyer act that would provide a tax credit for first-time homebuyers of up to 10% of the purchase price or $15,000. That's great. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I think that's another thing that could solve. So it's a, it's a tax credit. So in order to be eligible for the full credit, potential buyers must, have, must not have owned or purchased a home within the past three years. A problem with that, though, is it's, it's, it's a tax credit. You still need to have 40 to 50 grand to put down. Yeah. Yeah. On it. So it's 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 mm. it's it's good on the back end, but it doesn't help you get yeah. into the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's not so great. So it, it's but not not knocking it. That's that's phenomenal. It's going to be a huge boon for people who are. Why is it? Why is it everything time. with the Democrats? It's there's, like there's a catch. You're almost there, or it's a catch. Because they have to go bipartisan. <laughs> but another thing though too. They so can't, fucking they can't, annoying. But see, they can't. They can't also be that lenient though with with people buying homes because it's like you know the housing crisis that happened in two thousand seven. See, but that wasn't people's fault. That was bankers. It yes. was. It was. But so we, need to, we, need but we need to. So we need to crack down on the bankers. True. Because the, the response has been that now banks won't give anybody a home loan unless you can put forty percent down. But well, when I gave you okay. my income before, you shouldn't have given me that loan if you knew I couldn't afford it. You wanted your numbers to go up so you gave me a loan you knew i could i have to disagree with you there just because of one thing it's just like look if you sure. know 
if you know you can't afford something like if i like if i want to go and buy a brand new bmw and i signed up for it and i'm making like semi whatever a month but i'm like no i'll make it work you have to have the discipline within yourself to be like you know what i i can't afford that i should just rent because right. and at the time rent wasn't that expensive not as expensive as owning a home correct so okay. i think it was it did kind of fall on the people there were a lot of people that got in over their head and it's not it, it's like okay you could say it's not their fault but it's like at the end of the day it's like it kind of was that's an issue of capitalism i think so that's that true that there's, too there's a couple things there. So divorce rates so too divorce rates definitely definitely uh helped with that because a lot of people bought a house together and they could afford it but then divorce happened and look up divorce rates between 2005 to 2010 it's, they were through the fucking roof so because everybody lost so, everything so it's like if it like you know divorce wife leaves or or, or husbandly whatever the hell happened and and all of a sudden this person stuck with the house payment on their own they can't do it so what happens it forecloses yeah so i i think that that's a big thing too I, you know all of that so th there's a lot of factors so you're it, it can't it's it's with most things, it's not an all or nothing. So the it, banks were fucked up for doing it. It, it yeah. wasn't all the banks because you're right. Some yeah. people went and applied for loans. They had no business applying for it. You're exactly. absolutely correct. However, if the bank had been doing its job, that person would have been denied. Yeah. So, and that's, that's where it's a twofold. And but, so the, the yeah. bankers were more concerned with the back end numbers and not, not caring. So they created this giant bubble by over, over, over lending yeah um so so there's that yes yeah, so you're absolutely right people need to take that's that is something that is not often discussed is people taking responsibility for their own damn actions yeah so you are not you are 100 yeah, correct on that yeah. you're not wrong at all um but that is why somebody who knows better is supposed to stop you in an institution yeah yeah this is why we have <laughs> that, that's, yeah, why, yeah, yeah. that's why as a banker you're trained to say hmm no this person makes this is a birthday clown this yeah. right this person is a birthday clown yeah. and is trying to buy a beverly hills mansion yeah um probably not gonna yeah. work out for them um so so there's there's a lot and then also but they got money off of those houses that were foreclosed though too so exactly. that's and another that's, reason they did it because they were like oh they want to oh, fuck it they're lost my game yep fuck because it. then they didn't so, care yeah the how the, because then the banks bought up all the houses that were foreclosed mm -hmm. on at pennies on the dollar resold them. and then resold them yep. at full value so they bought it for like a quarter of the price and sold it for at price or more and they so, made money and they made stupid money no matter Fuck how ton of money and, then and one banker got prosecuted we bailed and then our government bailed them out which is the shadiest thing i've seen happen in my lifetime of politics the, the politics that have happened since i've been alive the republicans or not the republicans i can't say it they voted on the bill in the dead of night when not all of the congress was present and that's yeah. how they got it passed it was literally voted on at like midnight so and and back then there wasn't really all this like live streaming we weren't, we weren't watching that none of that we shit was around so people were just blind they just, well mm -hmm. fuck it we're gonna go sleep there they were none of that was shown on tv yeah. not even c-span was showing that shit yeah. at that time i don't think oh i think c-span always has but yeah. who no, watched nobody, 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 nobody i don't watch c-span yeah they weren't even like fucking cnn yeah. or msnbc or yeah i turn on c-span and i'm Fox. falling asleep bro i'm, right. I'm turning on c-span and i'm out so but, i'm um, like dead asleep so yeah, so the, 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 the housing crisis was a huge thing. And the, the insult to injury was our failed response to it. Nobody was prosecuted, but one guy, the banks were bailed out. 
and five point at least five point eight million people lost their homes. Yeah, at the very least, that is generational wealth destroyed that will never be gotten back. Yeah. Because once you've lost a home like that, your ability to recoup and come back from that, it's going to take you a generation or two because you know you now no longer have a house to pass on to your kids. Yeah. You are now paying rent until the day you die, meaning you are not leaving them a nest egg either. Yeah, that's true. So so there's this domino effect. And, and so divorce rates went up. Um, our, our substance abuse rates went through the roof. The you know, overdose and addiction rates have skyrocketed. I feel like we were finally maybe starting to get a handle on some of these things. And then, you know, COVID hit. Um, so our, our, we continue to stumble through these problems when we could have real solutions that would fix them. And I just don't understand. It's a failure or an intentional. I feel like the best way to like handle the housing, like ownership situation is is really to allow people to be able to do it you know what I yes mean? it's like it's Help like not, don't give them loans because loans are what's inevitably just gonna fuck people over we have to give them money you know what i mean so it's like a ubi or like you know raising the minimum wage whatever but like i i think the ubi is a better just in my opinion because you could have two people that make the ubi move into even three people shit you know what i mean you move in together you know spouse husband whatever move in you can afford that you know plus whatever you make you can get your you know what i mean your little uh what is it the mortgage right it's because here's the thing people you're supposed to rent when you're young you're not supposed to be making your full lifetime salary right you're you're making minimum wage you're flipping burgers you're doing whatever you're going to to bring the price of housing down right so yeah that's it (laughs) so well, the reason here's and here's the thing: the reason the houses are going up for a number of reasons is the rental market is exploding. Like we're talking about all these corporate, all these these entities buying up entire yeah. neighborhoods, making permanent rental go. properties yeah. that decreases the number of houses you can buy, which makes them even more expensive. They need to build more houses, and so they're doing that. Yeah. But then we're losing agricultural land then we're turning into concrete jungles yeah. then we're increasing then there's our more traffic even and there's more. more air pollution exactly yeah. so yes we do need more there's, there's i guess the, the the simple answer is there is no simple answer to any of this well and yeah and the houses and think about all, all the houses that are vacant too. well the houses that they're building are unaffordable and so, so because they're not yeah. actually building affordable housing the houses that are affordable are only so because they're using subpar materials that are going to collapse on people in less than a decade the contractor will already have made it rich or, or gone bankrupt by then. Um, but um, the, the, that's another thing that we, we didn't touch upon with both rent control and regulating landlords and property owners is they should have to pay a tax for having an empty house. Yo, you should not be allowed to just leave a house vacant. Yeah. I don't, I don't and that's know. happening all over the country. There's what over somebody, should, one of you guys should look this up. How many vacant homes there are in the U.S.? I want to look up in California. But there's oh, there's about, give or take, 500, 600. Because Detroit, like, definitely has a lot. There's give, <laughs> so, or, give or take about 500,000 to 600,000 um, unhoused people across the U.S. 17 million vacant homes. 17 million vacant homes. And, yeah, these people can definitely be put in there. I, I think that's something. We need, we need over half a million people living on the streets. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Half a, million, half a million people are homeless, and we have 17 million empty homes. Let's, uh, that's There's a problem level. right there. Like, yeah. like, like, like the, the, the solution is in the problem. Yeah. You've got homeless people. You've got oh, empty homes. So let the people oh, in the homes. homes. Where it is. <laughs> I mean. But that's not profitable. If you give them a UBI or a living wage, they will yeah. then be able to pay that person. They don't need it for free forever. They yeah. just need entry. We just yeah. need access. And right. then we will make yeah. it happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. We will. We do not need or want a handout for our entire yeah. lives. We need the opportunity to acquire something. And then we will work hard to pay for it. See, I, you know. It's I, the barriers to things. I don't really see a UBI, though, as like a handout. I see it as like just something that everyone should have with every, especially every average like citizen that's like, under the Jeff Bezos and, and all of these people that like that have claimed, oh, you know, we never took a handout. How many handouts did they get from the government? And Billions. Tax like, Billions. come on, dude. Like, so they haven't right. paid taxes in how long? I need to, I need yeah. to make sure to not use that terminology because the yeah. UBI is not I mean, a handout. Well, yeah. things. And that's why I went forward to Well, the no, no, no. I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm just saying like, like no, Jeff Bezos, they took handouts, bro. Jeff Bezos and he's from the government. Right, he's getting one right now. Ten. He's getting $10 billion of our taxpayer yeah, dollars for government. his space project. Yeah. He's a bill. He literally has more money than our government. And he has no more. problem with any kind of government help. But when someone else, when like poor ass people need it, Corporate oh, it's wrong. It's wrong. For the it's rich. wrong. It's like, oh, Capitalism for the poor. so Jeff Bezos gets to do that. And yeah, it's no, not looked at as government. Yeah, assistance. no, no, no. That, that, okay. Yeah. While, while, while he doesn't pay taxes, while, while you're, build a rocket while ship, you're it's subjected not to the free market the entire time, right? And then yeah. he doesn't pay taxes on oh, top of it. Come on, bro. But if we don't pay taxes, we go to jail. That's crazy. He gets money from the government that they won't give Damn. us, and so, then he yeah. doesn't pay the. Can government. I get ten million dollars? We, we got garbage truck workers. Yeah. We got teachers. I take are... ten thousand. Yeah, mean, right? that like, means so, shit. Yeah. We got garbage truck workers. We got teachers that are paying more in taxes than billionaires. Absolutely. Healthcare also ties into your UBI. Yeah. Because, like we were talking about earlier, if you're paying two thousand dollars a month in rent and a thousand dollars a month in childcare, that's three thousand dollars a month. Yeah. You have a UBI, or. Uh, a child tax credit. One, of the, so one of the two. If you have a UBI, the money that you were paying to your health to your uh, rent can now go. You can now afford quality childcare. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there there the, there's a problem with that as well. Um. Because the the childcare workers need to be able to make enough money to live off of. So right now, though, I know I have a friend who's just recently had to find childcare and. People are asking for eighteen twenty-five an hour to watch her kid. She said, "I don't even make eighteen twenty-five an hour," but she wants to put her kid in the best quality childcare. Right? You right. don't. The lower you are willing to pay someone, the less you can guarantee how well your child's going to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Right now, there's some good. You can get family for cheap or some stuff. Sometimes there are some situations that people are able to find that they're well taken care of for a decent price, but. The cost of childcare, just like everything else, is going up. Yeah. Again, if your wages are staying the same or you're not helped out or, or provided a UBI by the government, then your child your child is literally the one suffering. Yeah. I I I think that there should be a UBI that's um catering to 
people that are married, people that are kind of how the stimulus check was organized. There, and, there and should be different I, levels. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be. It doesn't have to be a one, a yeah. one blank statement. For same sure. thing with same. Almost, I, I almost believe the same thing with like. A, but they have that already, where it's like at the end of the year, you know, you have your taxes, mm -hmm. and then it's like if you have a kid, you get a certain amount back, and if you don't, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Single people should have one UBI. Married people would have a different UBI, and with kids, you have a different UBI. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a perfect example for that already. And I think that this is how. I actually think that this is a great way to help offset the increase in a minimum wage as well. So when you're in the military, you get paid a certain amount of money until you get married. No matter what your rank is, if you get married, you get an increase in pay. Yeah. If you have a kid, you get an increase in pay again. Mm -hmm. So why, why isn't everything else like that? Yeah. Because, right, right. because I made the argument recently that if a, single person with a child cannot afford to live on less than $19 an hour, that that's what the minimum wage should be. Yeah. My, and a, a buddy brought up a good point. So then why would you pay a single person $19 an hour knowing they don't have a kid to take care of? Yeah. And so I, that's, that's when I started talking to some people and I, I, I thought about my military experience. And so the government could offset that. So say there's a standard flat rate, everybody makes $15 an hour. But if you are a person who has a legal dependent on your taxes, right? This isn't some, oh, I've got a dog at home. If yeah. you have a legal dependent on your taxes that you are paying for, then the government gives you an extra $3 an hour or something, you know, some, yeah, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. yeah that makes so sense. Then, so then that offset, so then the small business isn't being strangled, but then you're now able to you get that little bit of a bump that three dollars an hour is going to make a massive difference in that child's life for sure yeah so that's another way we can do it is instead of so whether it's a ubi or an increase in wages have different levels or stages based off your Their living, your living situation. situation yeah i i believe that i think that makes perfect sense i think that's a good wrap point i think that's trust no one question yeah. everything <laughs> Yeah. That's another thing. We need to teach our children to stop respecting adults and authority. Fuck authority. Question everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, sorry, guys. It was great talking with you guys. Awesome podcast. Yeah. We'll catch you on the next uh, one. It was good. To, yeah.